I'm Laura Vinroot Poole. For over 20 years, I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store in Charlotte, North Carolina. On this podcast, we unlock the stories of people's lives through the stories of what they wore. These aren't conversations about fashion. These are conversations about people. Alejandra Rojas is an emerging designer from the current CFDA class. I knew I loved her collection the moment I saw it. Alejandra is from a long line of interesting and independent women in Spain. And as you will hear, these are the very women who now inspire her collection. Alejandra, welcome back to the store. We're so happy to have you back in Charlotte. Thank you so much, Laura. (laughs) I want to also share with you, we had a fashion show a couple weeks ago, and your horse dress was the hit of the show. Everybody went crazy. And there was a frenzy after fighting over every, every piece of stock we had. <laughs> That's amazing. I saw, it on, I saw it on Instagram and it was so beautiful. It was so yeah. beautiful. And with Irene Neuwirth's horse earrings. with it was... I loved it because sometimes when you get to the store, like things are hanging. And I just love the fact that you put together like a fashion show for like all your clients. And yeah, it was amazing. We've was... never done it before. I was really... I um, was going to ask you, was the first time? First time. I was really afraid to do it just because I didn't want it to be less than I mean I you know I was so used to just beautiful perfect shows and I, I think want... it was amazing it was really it was like beautiful. one of those like old like um how do you call them like salon exactly shows it was it was yeah. really really pretty and that's what I wanted everybody had the little cards where they could check off or circle the things they oh, loved like the old couture yeah tell the listeners where you're from so I'm from Spain from Madrid I love oh, Madrid thank you what was your first fashion memory my first fashion memory was I was actually sort of like bothering my mom one day she was making me like a little blouse or she like was smoking? doing something yeah and then I was like oh mom like I you know I love the fabric and I had like a Barbie girl with me and she was like what am I gonna do with you I was just like teach me <laughs> teach me and so uh, she was like she just cut a piece of the like of the of the fabric and like we started actually draping on the girl on the on oh. the toy just like the a blouse and we made her like a, a little like shirt with like liberty it. liberty flowers and then I think it was like that same year that she actually got me because I was always bothering her when she was knitting and I was like I want to learn I want to learn so she bought me this red box that was to actually make like a, a doll mm. like with like big needles for like children mm-hmm. so I was like four and she taught me how to knit and wow yeah. and did you connect to it immediately it was fun and it was it kept me like busy and entertained because I'm a very active person. So it, it was yeah, it was nice daughter? to start. No, I have a brother, <laughs> but he was at that time I think he was two or three months old. Okay, <laughs> he so, was a baby. <laughs> so you were driving her crazy. Yes. Was, <laughs> I think you come from a, a long line of very interesting and very powerful women. Will you tell me about? I mean, the, you know, the craftsmanship comes from them too. Like there's a big tradition in Spain about like hand knitting and crochet and like doing like making laces and all of that stuff. So my mom learned from her grandma and her grandma learned from her mom and, you know, like so on for like many generations. And we still have in the family like pieces from like a tablecloth to like runners and like sweaters. But then at the same time, even though Spain like was very conservative for like many years, Mm -hmm. my great grandpa really raised like he had three girls. Mm -hmm. My, My grandma and her two sisters and he really raised them like 
you know like very modern like they went to a french school like they used to go to france like they had a house in the south of france and they would go there like all the time then my grandma like later on would get arrested for like wearing one of those bikinis in spain like at the (laughs) beach but you know they were like my grandma went to college like she spoke french like she wrote then she she actually worked in the radio and advertising for like many years and she had you know three kids and uh, so i feel like growing up like my you know my other grandma like taught me also how to knit she, like she was you know more like uh like she was staying home and she loved mm-hmm. cooking and she you know loved knitting and then my grandma carmen was just like you know a bomb like she would just you know go out and take me to places and like you know like she was just like so elegant and, and tell like, me about carmen where where was she from and, and what so she's she was from all my family like has been from madrid for like many generations mm-hmm. and she was so she was from madrid and she she loved like fashion and she loved writing and she went to a very like special like you know French school in Madrid then like later on like her friends were like famous like writers and like politicians like you know painters and do you remember how she dressed yeah so she she you know she was a working mom so like you know at the end of the day she would have to come home or like you know like do stuff with the kids and stuff but like she I remember her always like wearing like these amazing like suits and like pants and like leather like she had like these like gorgeous like leather trench coat and like these Loewe, boots, probably. like lots of loewe. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she was very chic, but uh, with a with a, a twist of like a little bit of like masculine. Mm. I have like go- gorgeous pictures of her, even um, like dressed in Balenciaga. Like he made her wedding dress. What? In, like, I've been to Guitaria. It's so, oh, it's so it's incredible. Gorgeous. Tell me about the dress. Do you still have it? Yes, we have oh. it. We have it in like a big box at her house. And I'm just waiting to like turn like my 10th anniversary because I want to throw a big party <laughs> and just wear it because I couldn't wear it for my wedding. I didn't have time to like tailor it, but I'm um, definitely going to wear it. It's like a three quarters leaf, mm-hmm. all lace wow. uh, with like a, like a crew neck. So like, you know, very modern at, mm-hmm. for the time. So like very clean at the top and like kind of like slim, but like not, not like contoured or anything. Mm-hmm. And then the lace like turns into these, you know, like when he used to like grab the fabric at the bottom mm-hmm. so that it gets like blues on. Maybe? Yeah, like a blues on. Yeah. And then there's like then at the bottom is like a silk that makes like the blues on. And then it has like these like big bows oh. like around it. And the and funny what's the fabric thing of that? It's taffeta. It's like or? yeah, it's like a taffeta, like a wool silk taffeta. Mm-hmm. So, so like the body. the lace goes into that. So it's oh. like very minimal until you get to that. And then the bows are made also in the same silk. And it's shorter on the front because you really wanted to show her shoes. <laughs> and what were the uh, shoes? Do you, do you have um, the shoes? I think she actually make them with the same lace. Wow. Yeah. So it was. Um, and did you grow up knowing about this dress? I mean, yeah. you have photos of it in your house. Mm-hmm. And, and then my mom actually worried. Oh, my God. So every time I would go into my grandma's house, there was a picture of my mother, like, you know, with like. The and she, and did she dress. alter it at all, your mother? Or was yeah. Because it- so my grandma was like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. She always says to me every time she sees me, like, you really get smaller every generation. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, grandma. So she was like very like she's Marilyn living, Monroe. Carmen. Yeah. She's 83. She's very sick right now. I mean, she's had like a life. Yes. So. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I, you know, I wish like she could just, you know, like just rest and like not be sick. And because yeah. sometimes she's like, oh, take me to New York and yeah. I want to like she actually lived in New York for like a couple of months because uh, her sister was a surgeon wow. at the time. And she actually came. She was living in New York for like eight or 10 years as a surgeon working in, in the city in like a hospital. Mm. And then apparently my mom always tells the story about like how my grandma got like appendicitis. Mm. And <laughs> <When she laughs> instead of staying in Madrid. 
streets. He was like, oh, my sister is there. And so she's going to get me the surgery. And my mom was like, you're really going to go to like New York? So she like left and like oh my left God. my grandpa and like the kids in Madrid and went there for the surgery. And apparently like, it, no, it wasn't appendicitis. It was like, um, I think it was like stones on her okay. butt or something right, like right. that. And so <laughs> she went there. And then my mom like almost like a month later was like, mom, are you coming back? I think like, oh, no, I have surgery, surgery. <laughs> recovery <laughs> and she always says like you know she loved it here and um so it was it was fun so for me new york has always been like i feel like a home in a way because like my so my great aunt lived there mm -hmm. and then i remember like she would come visit and like tell mm -hmm. us stories about it and then my mom's sister who's a lawyer actually lived in new york also for like several years working as a lawyer so i just and for me it, when was i always first, wanted to go there and when was the first time you visited so i visited when i was 14 I was in I was in high school and I was 15 and I had like an ex I always like every time there was an exchange program like yeah. I was like raising <laughs> I'll, my I'll, hand okay so I, I went to Zardegna I went to Paris <laughs> like to stay with like families and then like the kids would come to the house mm -hmm. and so I stayed in New York with this family who I adore and mm -hmm. I'm really good friends still, still with Sarah Aww. and so the mom knew that I loved fashion and I you know I used to like make my t-shirts and like you know like you drape a scarf and you knew you wanted to be a designer I I wanted yeah, I knew I wanted to be like an artist. At some point, I, I told my mom I wanted to be a teacher because I love teaching. And then like you get presents and like great holidays. And my mom was like, I don't think that's why. <laughs> and I, you get I to boss around you. Like maybe you have your own company. I wanted to be a secretary because those were the women that I saw growing up that wore suits and they looked so Oh, that's chic. amazing. <laughs> my mom, and same thing. My mother was like, I'm not sure if that's a great goal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I, I went to New York and then um, Sarah's mom took me actually she I didn't know and like so she booked visits to FIT and Parsons mm -hmm. and I was just like wow and I came back and it was like I'm moving next year and my dad was like okay well <laughs> I think you potentially want to have your own business so why don't you study business first yeah. and then go into fashion and like you know like you can go anywhere later so I did and it was actually really helpful and so you went to Parsons yeah so what I what I did it's kind of like a weird thing so first I studied business in Madrid between mm -hmm. Madrid and, and Paris at the Sorbonne mm -hmm. I again exchange program you, I was like I was, I'm out and also uh, after the family um, history yes going to Paris to study <laughs> I love so I, I went there and then on my second year of business school I actually started like taking night classes in fashion mm -hmm for like an entire like year and a half uh -huh. and then I was done with my business degree in four years and I so I started like fashion so what I would do is like I would take off like I, my base was in Madrid but then I would take off for like months to go to San Martins or Parsons mm -hmm. to like study like you know do kind of like an exchange and like study there so I would like spend like the entire summer and like a few more months and, and I don't know I always thought like the education is the world yeah. so I really wanted to see you know how is fashion in London how is fashion yeah. in New York I, I was in ready at the time to like fully like you know move there I mean at the end like I, I started like just moving there and you connected to the fashion classes immediately I loved it yeah I mean I feel like both also, cities are so different and I wish I mean your father is so smart to have done that I wish all designers went to business school first I was <laughs> because... I was like a little bit of a nerd in school so like I was really good at studying I you know it was really easy for me so he was like 
you're good at maths, you know, like, yeah. why don't you just, you know, go for it and mm -hmm. do it? And then he always said, like, I want you to prove to me that, like, you really want to be a designer. He's like, it's a really tough business. Yeah. It's really hard. And I really want you to, like, fight for it. So, I mean, seeing me, like, come home at, like, midnight from, like, <laughs> you know, a pattern making class, he was like, oh, crap, like, she's really going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went to work with Anna Sui. Yeah. So I, I did my grad program in Chicago at the School of the Art Institute because mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about staying in Europe for my master's. And then I was like, I kind of wanted to like break the mold a bit mm -hmm. and go somewhere where it was like more art. Yeah. Since my education in Spain was like, you know, I worked with like a master tailor and mm -hmm. like did couture. So it was like, you know, more... No, I don't want to say conservative because I feel like you need those amazing bases and like I wouldn't be who I am as a designer yeah. if you weren't for them. But I just wanted to yeah. I don't know, experiment a little bit more. And my parents were in Mexico at the time. So I actually like collaborated with like embroiders there and wow. meters. And uh, it was it was really great. And then when I when I finished, I actually, yeah, I, I started at Anna Swiss. I loved every single aspect of the company. Like the fact that like, you know, almost everything is in-house. Mm -hmm. Like I love being at the sample room mm -hmm. uh, with the cutters and the sewers and the, the fact that it's you know it's a huge brand but like the fact that like she has like you know a few floors in the garment center yeah. like you know I was going to the factories and it just felt like very controlled and I was like this is like the the kind of the you know the model well, that also I that she have. started it completely on her own and yes and I think it is actually and she really, was there yeah. and she was always like you know super sweet mm -hmm. and yeah I, I admire her a lot I do too and then how did you know that it was the right time to start your own business? It was like a couple of things. Like one, um, like with my visa, like I couldn't really like pursue like properly like getting like a job job mm -hmm. um, in New York. Otherwise, I feel like I might have stayed a little longer like working <laughs> with some designers. And then I, so I, I was at the time, like when I finished my thesis at the School of the Art Institute, actually like I, I made a lookbook of the collection and like made a footwear collection and some stores like bought into it mm. so I was actually at Anna Sui's studio but I was and selling was, my stuff that was Amwa or that was that was Amwa that was okay. like the beginning that was your that first was like collection first yeah like mm -hmm. the first collection was was there a lot of knitwear was it was it was similar a, that, to the first collection was very inspired in Mexico because ah. my thesis was like about working with these people mm -hmm. I feel like the bases were there I was like, you know, I really want to do this. Some people like really encourage me. And then like four months later, like, you know, like I had like Women's Wear Deli came to a review <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is like happening. But it was more <laughs> trend driven. I feel like yeah. it was more experimental. I feel like I needed a moi in order to like stop at a moment and then like reassure myself that I was ready to launch my, my namesake brand like afterwards. And was that hard to realize that you needed to stop and change It was change so gears? natural, like an organic, mm -hmm. like in a weird way. Like it was, it was sort of like, because I, I, I kind of stopped like some stores were like you need to do four seasons and I was like well I really want to do designer like um, I started as a designer brand but I feel because it was like I don't want to say like a little younger but like maybe more trend driven like like it was falling a little bit more maybe in the advanced contemporary mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the quality of the clothes and the fabrics were you know they were really expensive so you know like I don't think the idea was like clear and people had too many questions so like yeah. who's the designer <laughs> so I went to Madrid and I spent like like a month there and I spent a lot of time with my grandma. And then one day I was like, what the hell? Like, you know, th it's here. Like, why am I looking inspiration in yeah. like 
other things like you know it's just here it's in the family portraits like it's just like it's my grandma it's my mother like it's just everything it's It's here it's me so i i decided to go for it and it was a little tough at the beginning because the it was like the huge moment of like street style Mm. (laughs) so i was like okay now i'm not doing trend but like now it's all about trend (laughs) but you know like i I really stick to it and i i've been doing that for like seven seasons now and i feel like it was i I loved it the minute i saw it thank you and i've never seen any i still have never seen anything like it I mean, it's so you. It's so completely you. Thank you. I'm so fascinated by your colors. But I also love that for spring 2020, you worked with natural dyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we started experimenting since pre-fall because yeah. I, I was like, I I kind of wanted to do, I call them like the, the non-print prints. Because <laughs> sometimes I, I love prints, but like I, I feel like my goal is like to create prints where like you're not going to get tired of. Yeah. Like the kind of print that like you can just keep wearing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the brand is like timeless and it's mm-hmm. like... I mean, you know, like you can like wear like the for many that years. Are so, neutral. <laughs> so I wanted like to do neutral prints, and so I started thinking also about like sustainability and how we could like integrate that more into the company. So you know, on the knitwear side, like I started working with recycled cashmere mm. and developing like the yarn with my my factory in like Italy. Is this so, one recycled? Yeah. It, when I hugged you, it was so soft. <laughs> it's I mean, it, like they really turn it back into like these gorgeous like like yarn. Yeah. But the, I mean, it's beautiful. That, it's almost you know, like a the, felted cashmere. Yeah. So it's it's gorgeous and it needs beautifully. It's not really heavy. So I'm, I'm always looking for more sustainable practices. And so we just we were like, why don't we do like, you know, natural dyes? And so we just we went for it. And, and just I head feel- first, you just learned how to make indigo and yep turmeric and, like, and, and turmeric and then and talk like about raspberries the yeah raspberry <laughs> cabbage yeah we just I just taught a class on natural dyes at Blackberry Mountain which is in Tennessee it was such fun but I also I had I had to get a, a, a serious pedicure after because um, we had to do it barefoot and <laughs> Oh yeah, you can it get. Dies. Like, I mean, it, it, the indigo will not go away. It's crazy. We <laughs> so for the indigo, like the other days, like we actually even for production did them at the studio, and then for the indigo, we had to find which was like hell. This guy who only worked with natural dyes, mm-hmm. and like most of people work with indigo, but like in a non sustainable way uh, uh-huh. to like fix like it's easier right I guess. Uh, right because uh, it is really complicated and it's very complicated you have to have a, it's almost like a, a vinegar you have to have a mother right we we always like i was actually telling the girls downstairs like so we have to wash the fabric and like these like mix of like water and vinegar it needs mm-hmm. to like sit for like many hours there's like other components like there's like a, a natural fixer for like the fabric but that also could like enhance the color yeah so sometimes it's like happy accident what i yeah. call and sometimes <laughs> like what happened because <laughs> uh, like a pink can turn into a yellow yeah. so I always alum so alum, I always, yeah exactly we always do the swatches like for a library and I always have my like my my right hand like easy like I'm always telling her like okay let's do like the same swatch with alum and without alum because <laughs> one time like it really turned into like two prints like one was pink and the other one was like literally like yellow like this the long skirt yeah. that you have there and do you love that or do you is it scary? I, no, I love I it. love that. it's amazing like yeah. I feel it you know it's happy surprises it's all natural so there's like these like like one of a kind aspect to it which I I love I know some people are like everything needs to be exactly the same and it's like 
why i think yeah. it's like just beautiful and your sense of color is just so but the indigo can really like take over like the oh, yeah. kitchen <laughs> at the office is white and like it was not going away and i was like oh my god oh my god i mean it's a rental so i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to replace the entire kitchen and then the super in the building was like i got you like let's use these and like we fixed it i was well, like oh god we also were worried about putting it down the drain i mean we thought like i mean really no, it's crazy like even the like the yeah i don't know how we managed like we we actually had like a pod and like a like a, a huge like tupperware like everything was just like just for indigo like even the spoons like because yeah like if not, it was really hard actually and we had to be super careful because we were doing that color but at the same time we were doing like two like a yeah. like a butter yellow Beautiful. and a butter pink so like if, if like things touch <laughs> no so you can't have it we near. did it in like different days like you know yeah. we had to like clean like with chlorox indigo like, week. Every, yeah it was like indigo week it was crazy but it's so much fun so you continue to work on it and think about we're, it yeah 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 we're we're totally working on for um actually now for the cfda for the vogue fashion yeah. fan like for the design challenge i did um this gorgeous print with flowers but we we hammered them to the fabric beautiful uh so it was actually really nice so it's it's just endless like you can really like do anything i was like why don't we use like the baking roll like just do like yeah. you know like roll the, the flowers it's, it's amazing the principles are the same but you can go you can even go to your garden and grab like yeah. different flowers and then see some of them like look dark and you're like the color is gonna stay and then, then like there's no color right and then these like weird like green leaf or whatever that like looks like boring mm -hmm. turns into like the most beautiful thing yeah. so we go to the flower district and sometimes we buy like roses from like a day after so like also mm -hmm. to avoid like throwing away uh, -huh. uh like the flowers so we get them and we put them in the fridge and honestly like they could last even like two weeks if you keep uh. them in the fridge to play around with like yeah. dyes and stuff back to the the cfda tell me about that what's what's the experience been like um, being part of that class it's been amazing like the i mean the, the first day that i had to like meet all the judges in that like room i thought that i was gonna like so die. intimidating looking and also like with the little one like I had to live like one hour you have a new baby yeah <laughs> and I was like oh my god I was the first one to present <laughs> it was like over a hundred degrees in New York I was like I'm gonna die here but it was it was really nice and you know I'm really taking it as like a teamwork yeah. uh, so I'm involving like every member of my team and really I mean it's a dear friend of mine who has been through it before like told me um Jonathan Cohen who, yeah and Sarah they they actually they told me one day they were like well you're not like gonna get like thrown out from the island or anything like you know they're 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 so happy to see you and like you know they're gonna turn into your mentors like yeah. don't be scared and then all of a sudden like you know the competition part of it sort of like was completely secondary and I was like oh my god like I really want to like know these people and I yeah. you know I want their feedback and I just you know want them to to mentor me because I mean when are you gonna have like such an incredible a moment with like Anna Wintour by yourself at yeah. the office like I was just like I mean she left and it was like almost into tears I was like <laughs> oh my god this just happened <laughs> So tell me about your baby and tell me about how that's changed your life and your work. I think it's made my time more productive. Like I could do in a couple of hours what I used to do maybe in like five or six. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's turned, every, I mean, everything is just better. Like it's it's a lot of work, way less hours of sleep, but it's just, <laughs> I don't know, like, you how know, sharing, he? he's eight months now. Oh, it's such a good age too. They're so fun. It just, it's great. And, you know, my husband is like super supportive and we have the business together. So it's... Oh, he works with you. He, yeah. So we founded the business together. He's the, the, the finance, like, you know, guy over there, like the finance mind. <laughs> um, he's the CFO. So we just, you know, we don't work in the same office or That's anything good. like that. <laughs> Do you, you talk know. about work when you get home? 
Never. Not really. <laughs> maybe if it's like fun stuff, but maybe like breakfast. Like whenever we're like, okay, let's just chat about these. But sometimes we're just like, I'm like, no, not. In-. He's like, how was the meeting? I was like, it was great, but like I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We'll just talk for me. Tomorrow. It's like kryptonite. If my husband mentions it at dinner, I'm just like, I fall apart. I can't. I just can't. It's it's too much. But we try in a very natural way. Like we've known each other for so many years You're, that I feel it's like he can read my face. Like since you were four. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. At the end of this podcast, we always ask people what they wore to the prom. And I don't think in Madrid you had a prom. We did not have no. a prom. But I want to hear about your <laughs> wedding dress. And I want to hear why you didn't wear your, the Balenciaga, Carmen's Balenciaga dress. I went to Paris and I was going to go to the Balenciaga with like the, the dress in like a suitcase. And, yeah. and I had an appointment at the atelier because yeah. I wanted, I mean, I didn't trust anyone to like fix it. And I was like, this is like, I was almost going to donate it to a museum like mm-hmm. after I wore yeah. it for my wedding. That was a schedule, everything. And we were going to get married in like 2013. And then in 2012, I was in New York and my husband was still, he was for a family office in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was going to move, I kept working with them, but like moved to New York in 2012, like in January. And then around October, like, you know, like his vision was like a little affected. And so anyway, he went to uh, an appointment. I was in New York at the time already like working with Anna. So we, he got diagnosed with like a brain tumor. Huh? Uh, which was like the scariest thing that has ever yeah. happened to us. It's like a sad story with a really happy ending. Yeah. Um, but then we like one of the things that he said, like they told him that he needed surgery in like two weeks, huh. like latest. And she couldn't leave Chicago. Luckily, like the best surgeon for that was in Chicago. Wow. So it was like how incredible a miracle. That? And so I, I went back there and then, you know, our family flew there. And then all of a sudden I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to have all my friends. And I was like, OK. And he's like, well, why don't we just get married now? And I was like, oh. <laughs> Uh, what were you engaged uh we were engaged okay. yeah <laughs> I was so say, I was like, like sprung it on you <laughs> i was like i'm already working in our wedding for like a year and a half from now what <laughs> like my dress is not ready and and i was just like i said just like you know yeah like let's do it so i put together a wedding in five days in chicago in chicago yeah so i'll always be like so thankful to Neta Porte. Always. Did they do the same day delivery there too? Same day delivery. You know, gorgeous. Like they just made it actually like a very beautiful like experience. I went to like every bridal Aww. place in Chicago and like I felt like a cake. Yeah. In those dresses and they were humongous the and they didn't cake. have my size. And I was like, what am I gonna do? And I even went to Chanel and like they had like the cutest like little dress. But I was like, I want to get married in a little dress. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just looked in at Ned and actually I found this beautiful dress from Temporary London. Yeah. Which was all lace, like yeah. very kind of like 20. So I went for it. Beautiful. And then I went on Etsy because uh-huh. I couldn't I wanted a vintage veil yeah. and found this veil from the 20s oh. that a woman had in Kentucky. So it was it was oh. Thanksgiving. And I emailed a woman and I'm like, I really need it like tomorrow. <laughs> and she's like, I'm in the middle of a farm in Kentucky. Cooking like the, turkey. The next, Killing like the turkey. The, the FedEx <laughs> office like an hour away. And I was like, so I told her this story and I was like, I really need the veil. And she like took the car, like drove for an hour, Aww. like dropped it at the post office. So I had it the next day. And then I found these like leather gloves at a vintage store in Chicago mm-hmm. and like just put like the shoes also from Neda Porte. And I spoke to the Waldorf Astoria there and I was like, I'm sorry, it's Thanksgiving. So we got married on the Monday after the weekend of Thanksgiving. Okay. And they were like, you don't worry about anything. Like, we'll just, we'll organize it. Like, I was like, I don't, like, they were like, maybe there's no cake. I was like, do whatever you want. Like, it's fine. <laughs> 70 people flew from Spain. Aww. 
from yeah. Madrid, like our friends and like family. It was crazy. And yeah, we just did everything at the Waldorf Astoria and it was it And was tell me, beautiful. and the brain tumor gone. So then two days later, he got surgery and it was benign and it was fully wow. gone. And yeah, I mean, knock on wood, but he's been, yeah, he's been great for, yeah, like seven years now. So oh, that's so much better than a prom dress. Like the 10th year anniversary. 10 year, are you going to wear the Balenciaga? We'll wear the Balenciaga, yeah. <laughs> You'll come to the wedding. We'll do like a, a Bob's Will you do it in Madrid or will you do it in Chicago? I don't know. Maybe Aww. I do it in like a destination. I don't yeah. know. Well, I need to think about this. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I love, love, love hearing your story. Thank you so much, Laura. What We Wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Britt Drazda. What We Wore is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.